0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Toreros take down the Cougars. What DEFCON level are you at with BYU Hoops right now?
1: President Coach Steve Cleveland joins us right here in Studio B. What does BYU Hoops loss at San Diego mean for the rest of the season?
0: Plus, my going-for-two lead increases, and the second pick in the women's soccer pro draft, Ashley Hatch, is in studio. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts,
0: Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Welcome in. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is January 16th, Jerem Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. It's Martin Luther King Jr. Day it's a day to remember Dr. King and the tremendous influence he had on our country. He was famous for his great speeches. So what, what, what's a line or two from a great speech from uh, Martin Luther King?
1: Yeah, there was uh, the one that's probably stood out to me. I mean, We all remember the beginning. I, have, I had a dream. You know, we, we all know that one. Yeah. The, the one, though, that stood out to me was he, he said, the time is always right to do what is right. Mm. Like there's never a bad time, regardless of the situation that you're in. It's never a bad time to do the right thing. That's so right. I, mean, I think that's a great motto to live your life by.
0: I love that one. Uh, I like this one, too. He said, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. Pretty good, right? I, I agree with that. So uh, just, just two lines from A Tremendous Life. Uh, we remember Dr. King and really appreciate uh, the influence he had on... Uh, on the country and uh, and and what goes on today. Here today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball falls to San Diego 88-75. T.J. Haas led the way with 27 points. Shot 50% from three,
1: but it was not enough for the Cougars. More on this coming up and what's trending. Uh, things a little bit better for women's basketball. They bounced back strong at home as they beat San Diego on Saturday 81-63. to Another huge game for Cassie Broadhead. She finished with a career-high 30 points. She also tied a career-high with seven rebounds. Nine of the last 11 games, Cassie Broadhead scored 20 plus. She's she's literally wow, on fire.
0: Not literally well, on fire. not but literally, bitch. Like, yeah. Her
1: game yeah. is
0: I would keep a fire extinguisher guessed. on the bench though if I was BYU. Hey, Kyle Benoit had two tackles in a New England Patriots win to advance to the AFC Championship. Daniel Sorensen had two tackles in, a loss for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Andy Reid, I know you're a Chiefs fan. I'm sorry. My Seahawks lost as well. It was a rough weekend. Misery
1: loves company. Both of our NFL teams lost, so (sighs) at least neither one of us can rub it into the other that our team won and theirs didn't.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, our producer today, uh, Breezy, is a Patriots
1: fan. So. Well, hey, after the uh, Steelers uh, beat my Chiefs, I will be pulling for the Patriots to beat the Steelers. So Transitive properties. Yes, exactly. And number four, <laughs> men's volleyball sweeps Concordia Irvine Friday, then swept McKendree on Saturday. However, Ben Patch, Jake Langlois, and Brendan Sander did not play in Saturday's match, which makes it even more impressive. They begin conference play
0: uh, Thursday at CSUN. So yeah, men's volleyball. It was great to have them back on BYU TV. And it was a busy weekend. I, w- I want an early rise. And shout to Harrison Collier, who's one of our producers here. He produced gym, he produced gymnastics Friday night, women's basketball Saturday, and men's volleyball Saturday, and he was sick. Gamer, look at that! Gamer. It's also the power
1: of BYU TV Sports. Look at what to, we're to be in, able to do to be three, able to do yeah. all of those in three. a matter of what seventy two hours. Well, that or that, less. Was,
0: that was uh, like twenty seven hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Defcon Cougar. Yeah. BYU Hoops lost at San Diego. It's BYU's second RPI 200-plus loss of the season after Utah Valley. It's, it's not good. BYU's NCA tournament at large hopes probably hanging by a thread, if not already cut, minus Miracle's. Pending against St. Zaga coming up. It's January 16th. We couldn't possibly rule them out 100%. It just doesn't look likely, right, The BYU will make the NCAA tournament in an at-large position. You can always win the uh, tournament in Vegas. This looks like it might be the toughest year in a long time because of the way Gonzaga's playing, who beat St. Mary's by, like, 20. So it's early, but BYU has some work to do,
1: which brings us to today's Twitter question. At what DEFCON level are you at with BYU basketball. <laughs> now, do we need to go over the yes, DEFCON CON I, levels? I, I will in a moment. I'll explain it. Okay. Yeah. The, the first tweet. Is, it, is one good? Is yeah. five bad? One, it's yeah. like when you're t- yeah. dealing with the NCAA tournament. Are you, if, is one high or low? Or, yeah. yeah, like it's. Yeah. You, you do have go over to, it now. Let's go over it now before you we. Do have to kind of explain it just a kay. tad.
0: Okay. The Defense Readiness Condition, or DEFCON, CON, is an alert state used by the United States Armed Forces, okay? Defcon five is like normal. Defcon one means nuclear war is imminent. Okay. Yes. So one is one is like the
1: the worst. Five's fine. Okay. So with that in mind, here's today's first tweet. Yeah. Uh, at uh, Broil Blue Coog, I'd say Defcon three or two. It's time to start rallying the troops. Bad losses like USD are worse than good wins are good.
0: Yes, because it's two hundred plus. You would have to get like an RPI top. 20 win to kind of offset a 200. Yeah, and that's I mean, what BYU did a couple years ago. When I shaved my head after BYU <laughs> went to Spokane two years ago and won, that win, because Gonzaga was a top 10 RPI team and top 5 in the rankings, that meant, that was like two top 50 wins. Okay, So what's your DEFCON level? Remembering that one is the worst.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, that was a bad loss. And I don't want to say that... It's crunch time, but it's getting pretty close. So I'm going DEFCON 3. Mm. So if you look at the DEFCON little descriptions, yes. DEFCON 3 says increase in force readiness above that required for normal readiness. What? Didn't that already happen post-Utah Valley loss? Yeah, of? but but I, I, I still think, look, I mean, it's not like BYU is so far off. But you, you get Awful the guy blood. off of, of where they can be. Mm. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, you need to start – I mean, it, it's, there's concern. There's no question about that. But it, the, the level of concern is probably not matching what reality is right now. Well, so what's I'm the going, with, I'm going with DEFCON 3. Look, as you mentioned, there are still opportunities out there for those attention-getting wins. You still have two games against Gonzaga. You still have St. Mary's here at the Marriott Center. What's changed for BYU right now is the, the margin for error is gone. Yeah. You know, we, we've, we've talked with Coach Cleveland, who will join us in our next segment, and he said, you know, first of all, one of the things that you absolutely positively have to do is win your home games. So, for right now, BYU has not lost a home conference game. So, as far as that's concerned, that, that's, you know, we're not to that level yet. But... The margin for error, you can't lose to another bad team. But there are still opportunities out there. And really, as frustrating as things are, BYU's path to the NCAA tournament still rides with getting hot in Vegas.
0: Yeah, and, and that's a desperate place to be, right?
1: It, it is desperate, but that's kind of what it's been for a little while. And so not, and that in that respect, it hasn't changed that much.
0: Here's why I go DEFCON 2. I go up a level from you. Uh, which DEFCON 2 is next step to nuclear war, a.k.a. missing the NCAA tournament <laughs> in an at-large position. Or otherwise, right? I say 2 because BYU does not have any quality wins to show for the, uh, t- to offset any bad losses, right? BYU beat Princeton. The Cougars are praying they win the Ivy League. BYU beat Colorado. Colorado is not... Maybe as good as BYU was hoping at this point. That was close to a top 50 win at the time. Colorado could bounce back and become a top 50 win. But BYU's at-large hopes depend on miracles. So do San Diego's. So do Pacific's uh, hopes at this point. You're hoping on wins versus Gonzaga. I watched a full game of Gonzaga's for the first time. Saturday. Saturday. They are stinking good, like Final Four good. So a win over them would mean a lot. I just think it's going to be hard. Okay, BYU has three games left, as you mentioned, against St. Zaga. Two against Gonzaga in the regular season, one against St. Mary's, up to two more in the tournament. If right. BYU won a quarterfinal and played a probably St. Mary's as a, a three-seed playing the two-seed Gales, then if BYU won that, they could play Gonzaga again. Okay, So you have up to five opportunities if you can get three of those. Now you're talking because in order to get in that large bid in the NCAA tournament, you got to have at least two or three top 50 wins. If you have top 10 wins, a top 10 win, that's more. You need to be top 40 RPI as well. BYU right now, not even close to that, which brings us to the stat of the day.
1: It's the BYU Sports Nation
0: stat of the day. BYU 92 in the RPI, Okay, so they have some work to do. Team rankings projects the BYU could finish as high as like in the mid-50s. You need to be top 40 to not be sweating to death <laughs> profusely, yes. as Chris Farley once said, on uh, Selection Sunday. So I, I think there's some real issues right now where BYU is going to have to... I don't think BYU can afford another non-St. Zagas loss. Remember last week we talked about this? What were the chances BYU would run the table against non-St. zagas And I said they're going to lose one? Well, th- unfortunately, that happened Saturday. Well, see,
1: here's the way I... This is... Kind of how I look at how this start is being interpreted by the fans. I think the, the biggest thing that's impacting that reaction right now from the fan base is the is E-word. The e it's expectations. It should, too. Well, but, but here's my—we all had extremely high expectations for this team, and it was based solely on what they did in high school. Because we're talking about the Lone Peak 3.
0: Mine was based on Eric Mika's, uh, the amount of baptisms he had in his mission as well.
1: <laughs> well, that's good. That is, that's good. <laughs> Probably unrealistic. But, especially in Rome. Yeah, especially in Rome. But I think because expectations were so high, even though this team right now at this point is doing what it has done in previous seasons, it's, it's got the same conference record as it had in the last couple years. Yeah. But, but because expectations were so high, it from a fan perspective, it feels... Worse.
0: It, well, here's the difference. BYU always had a top 50 win or something. Sure. To, that's the difference. If BYU had beaten Valpo and or Illinois, the feeling would be different today. But because BYU came out of the non-conference and, and didn't have a quality win to show, I'm talking for the NCAA tournament resume. Not, beating Colorado was a quality win. But on, on Selection Sunday, will it be a quality win? Uh, will, right now, it's not. So you hope it becomes that. And and it's a tough situation right now because to expect BYU to get to the NCAA tournament is fair. That's what Dave Rose has done eight of the 11 years. You can't have six top 100 recruits out of high school and not expect on the roster for the first time maybe ever and not expect the NCAA tournament in some form. I'm talking first four would be fine. Throw out the final four. How about the first four for BYU hoops? Okay? <laughs> you don't expect the NIT. That's pathetic. What is this, San Francisco? Whoops! No, this is BYU basketball that gets to the tourney.
1: No, and then having those expectations, there's nothing wrong. That should be your expectation every year. What? what You're saying it was beyond that? Maybe no, Sweet no, no. Sixteen? No, I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I think fans, and I don't, I'll put myself in there. I think we all expected. We all expected this team to just click from day one because they had played in high school together. I and, and they, brought I just in, they, they brought in they brought
0: a Valpo or Illinois win. I think that's what I was. I wasn't expecting a Utah Valley loss. I was expecting a San Diego type loss because that's what BYU has had two point six of those kind of losses non
1: Saint Zach per year. This team is losing some games, but this team is still a very talented team. I, there is still I, I time you. You just to, need to turn this around. There, with the yeah. games ahead of you, it, it's, it's, a, it's a large task, but there are games ahead of you that you can correct this. Yeah,
0: the opportunity to beat St. Zagas is there. Will it happen? Talk is cheap. Action is better, right? BYU's actually got to win some of those games, and, and they've got to avoid those non-St. Zagas losses. So with that in mind, our Twitter question today, at what DEFCON level are you at... With BYU Basketball. Let's go to the Twitter machine. We tweet, tweet. At Kugbaka. DEFCON 3 mostly because Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan were yelling, All aboard! <laughs> the hype train about a month ago. What's Hashtag set expectations. Is the hat gone? Oh, no. There it here's, is. Here's the hat. Okay. Here's the hat. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, I'm chucking it until unless BYU beats like Gonzaga or something, we're gonna keep that off. How about at 8:08, get back, Jack? Hold on, a month ago we were not yelling all aboard. (laughs) Uh, No, that's not true. At the
1: beginning of the year, sure, yeah. Uh, at 8.08, get back jack. DEFCON 3 or higher. This is starting to get serious. The tourney train left the station. <laughs> zombies are upon us. <laughs>
0: Those zombies are in the form of uh, Wolverines and Toreros.
1: Hey, you know what, though? How about this? Even Woody though Harrelson fang- from Zombieland joins the team. Oh. Even though fans may be a little disappointed right now with BYU yeah. basketball, you know what you have to look forward to? Hmm. Hit it!
0: No. No. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Countdown to the Vikings. 222. Yep. If that's how it's yep. gonna be when you come on this
1: show, I'm out for the rest of the set. Yep. What?
0: Out. Yeah.
1: Hey, it's fine. It's no, no problem countdown. at all. Hey! hey Cougar hey, fans need something to look forward to. Down. The countdown is it. Hey, even okay. though Jerem is gone, we've got President Coach Steve Cleveland coming up next. We'll ask the coach: what's keeping the Cougars from putting it all together? Jerem really is gone. <laughs> this hey. is BYU Sports don't Nation. No countdown. BYU Sports Nation is presented by
0: the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans. Everywhere we're simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation's happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation.
1: Use the hashtag BYUSN. Speaking of Twitter, at LaserSheep already thanking me for bringing the countdown. It's the first tweet we had after the countdown. We've got to give the people what they want. Men's hoops back at it Thursday night at the Marriott Cingular. Center, <laughs> hosting. He speaks for many. Uh, he <laughs> they host Pepper Night 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Cougars and Pepperdine on BYU TV, BYU Radio, nine PM Eastern Time on Thursday night. How do the Cougars
0: bounce back? Watch it and listen to it right here. Uh, our Twitter question today: At what DefCon level are you with BYU basketball <laughs> at BYU Broward?s I'd say DefCon two. One more bad loss will end our at-large tourney chances. Even with one to two wins over Saint Zaga, in my opinion, yeah, I I agree. You need the best of both worlds. You need non Saint Zaga sweepage. And then you need quality wins in the three to five opportunities coming up against St. Zaga. Let's get our next guest's opinion on that, President Coach Steve Cleveland. Welcome back to the program. A lot of energy in that uh, first segment. I hope you're ready. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you go off the charts, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's ask you our Twitter question to start. Uh, at what DEFCON level are you with uh, at with BYU basketball?
2: You know, I, I thought, that's not really how my mind works and thinks, okay? And I think I have... I kind of have to separate myself from being a fan, and I'm, I'm a lot less a fan than I am a coach. And, and I look at this game probably different than most fans and that you look at to it as well. So, you know, throwing a number out there, I, what I'm looking at is how is this team going to improve and what are the things that we have to do today in practice and why have some of the things appeared in road losses? And So I'm not sure I can give you a number, yeah. okay? I'm, I'm probably not going to give you a number, all right? But what I will give you is this – one thought, they, when you know you have a young team and you're going to protect that young team and you want to get winnable games, you want confidence-building opportunities, they played some outstanding teams in neutral sites. Illinois, St. Louis. St. Louis ended up not being an outstanding team. Yeah, Valpo, uh, Valpo, USC. USC. Mm. Great experiences to play against different types of teams that they're going to face in the WCC. What they didn't play in that preseason is a legitimate road game. And so when you look at the three road games that BYU has played at LMU, at St. Mary's, a very good St. Mary's team, and San Diego, BYU has not played well like they've played at home. I wonder if maybe a couple of opportunities for this younger team to be on the road early on and get a sense and a feel because everybody plays better on their home court. They shoot the ball, they play with more confidence. And to have that first experience being conference play uh, is not an easy one.
0: And, and maybe Dave and the staff wanted to protect the room young group in the early going to
2: get them going, but well, may,
0: but maybe in a way a backfire. And
2: I, th- I and I think looking at that, and because it is a good schedule. They had, there were some really, really good games. Yeah. And so I prepared them a lot of ways, but you can't prepare a team to play on the road in a conference setting without playing some of those types of games. And so I think in the future that might be something that they'll look at. Now, they may not need to because this team a year from now will be much different than it is today. And so as I look at where the expectations are for this team, I agree they've kind of been off the charts. We've already addressed that. You know, I think we got all the final four flags taken down securely, <laughs> put in a box somewhere. We, we, we dealt with that earlier on, okay? But I, I think what the fan base has to understand is this. You do have some outstanding talent here. All right. It's good young talent. It was high school talent. And yes, they were ranked high and rated high and they are very good players. But what they lack is experience. And I think that playing at Payson High School or American Fork or somewhere else where someone's come from in Washington or back in Georgia, it's not the same thing. And so I think as fans, we read and we get excited and we start sensing and talking about things. But at the end of the day, this is a really good basketball team. They're not a great basketball team yet. Until they can learn how to play on the road and play with poise, play from composure, not make silly mistakes, which are the words of Coach Rose in his post-game conference. Those are his words, not mine. When they learn to defend and do the thing, little things that they have to do, they'll get better. And I think they do have the opportunity still to get to the NCAA tournament, but it will require a win probably over at St. Mary's and Gonzaga both. What, what do you think is the biggest thing right
1: now keeping this team from – maybe living up to what
2: they want to be? It's at the defensive end. It's at the defensive end. Uh, I, I watched the game twice. I watched it this morning again. I just wanted to get an idea and a thought so I could share thoughts. Dribble penetration continues to be a problem, okay? Whether, and, and it happened against the bigs. Late in that game, they had small, skilled bigs, and both Eric Mika and Yoli Childs had a hard time containing the dribble. They got to the rim. Another thing that we that BYU needs to do a better job of is to get in a stance and stay in a stance. And Coach Rose is a great defensive teacher. I, I he coached the defense for 4 years with me. I know that 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 he understands those things, but it does even when you understand it it takes time to learn. If you've never really guarded in high school or in junior college or wherever you've come from, it takes time to learn how to stay in a stance, have that discipline, contest every shot contest every shot. The thing that really hurt BYU in the last three minutes in that game, they lost vision. So all of a sudden, they've got their man here, and they start looking at the ball. Rather than looking at the ball and the man and seeing both, they start looking at the ball, backdoor cut. Two backdoor layups late in that game, just at the rim. That's too easy. And and, and when you go on the road, you win with defense and rebounding, get to the free throw line. And the other thing, I think some credit needs to be given to San Diego. Lamont Smith did a great job Putting a game plan together. I'm not sure why you would not double team Eric Mika. Uh, he is a load individually by himself. They doubled him from the top, from the bottom. They sent guards. They had a scheme that was really effective. And Erica was kind of an Eric was a non-factor in that game offensively, where this team depends on him. And nobody else besides TJ was really able to step up. And so, give credit to San Diego. For putting a great game plan together, and BYU can still win on the road when they don't score 80 points if they guard.
0: President Coach Steve Cleveland weighing in uh, today on BYU Sports Nation, the show after BYU loses to San Diego. The Cougars continue conference play with Pepperdine coming up Thursday. So what what does uh, BYU maybe need to do uh, this week to try and help themselves get in a position where maybe the NCAA tournament's a possibility later?
2: Well... I don't think you're talking about the NCAA tournament. That's what we talk about. You know, that's what you talk about. <laughs> what they're talking about right now, that coaching staff right now, pretty sure right at this moment are all watching film. And they're having having—they're going to have a coach's staff meeting. Right they're after gonna, they watch right this. Right after they watch <laughs> the game. And, and they're going to be talking about how we can get better. And they're going to look at each individual player. They're going to look at matchups. You know, Davin Gwynn. He ends up guarding Owen Connor. He does not score. He just is like glue to him. Now, there are things Davin Quinn has to do to get better offensively in other parts of the game. Uh, Elijah Bryant has the ability to be have some toughness and defend without fouling. He's got to learn how to do that without fouling. So there are some answers there, maybe some substitution patterns, whatever the coaching staff decides they want to do. But at, at the defensive end right now, they're going to focus on that. And then they're going to play well at home. And Pepperdine is not very good this year. They had some transfers leave. Pepperdine has been a real thorn in BYU's side the last two or three years. These had good teams, and they've got good players. And this year they're down a little bit. So I don't think there's any question that BYU is going to win Thursday. You know, they'll come out and play, and they're going to be excited and fired up. But I think what that coaching staff wants to see is, did we get better defensively? Let's go watch the film when the game's over. Not what the fan watches okay, from the outside, from a set of eyes that watches film, is that player in a stance? Is Are we contesting shots? Are we blocking out? I think even more important than Coach Rose and his staff teaching this and, and making them accountable is that when will the players step up and make each other accountable? And whether it's a Travis Hanson or a Mike Hall or Trent Whiting or Terrell a day, the people that Dave and I both coached together, those players, those players kept their teammates accountable. And when somebody didn't guard and somebody gave a breakdown, guys got into their face a little bit. And I'm not suggesting that we go around and scream at each other, but sometimes players need to make each other accountable. And I think you can do that with respect and understand that we both have the same goal in mind.
0: I love screaming at Spencer, so I totally relate to that. Yeah. It's
1: something that he feels works. Let's go transition to break, man! I, I wanted to, to play off something that you mentioned a moment ago. There are some things that are working, and some things that BYU, when they... When they are executing, you like, okay, that's really working. What are those things that you're seeing that BYU is doing positively and that you feel they can build off of?
2: Well, I, I think offensively, they, first of all, individually they're skilled. And they have good instincts individually. And, and, and they're unselfish, they share the wall. They share the ball. Occasionally, they'll take contested shots. It'll take early shots. And those are shots that the coaching staff will take care of. And But at the end of the day, I think offensively, they've had a a pretty good flow. I think it's been in the late game situations, especially like Saturday, where they lost their composure a little bit. They lost their poise, as Coach Rose said. And and they got a little bit nervous, and they got tight. And when you get nervous and tight, you get away from the things that you're pretty good at. Inside out, has been good. It's been really good. Now, a team makes an adjustment and says, we're not giving you the inside. We're going to put two or three people around it. What are, how do we counter that? And, and I've watched games where they've been doubled. And they do have some counters where we make a pass out, make an additional pass, and maybe go back inside. But it, it's one of those things that sometimes offensively they get in a little bit impatient and they get in a hurry. But for the most part, offensively, they've been really solid, and they can score in transition as well as anybody. And they are, they do share the ball, so I think that's that's the positive. They've been a good rebounding team. They they they, they rebound out. I mean, obviously, a big part of it's Yoli Childs and, and Eric Miko. They rebound out of their area. They're 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 active, and so they're they're a very good rebounding team. I think we sure that that BYU shores up the, the defensive ends of things and and, and can win on the road. Uh, and, and I or win at home against St. Mary's or Gonzaga, they're going to have to guard and they're going to have to rebound. And every you're going to have to value every single possession. There are times this team will take possessions off, offensively and defensively, and it doesn't matter. You don't see it. It doesn't make itself visible against when you're up twenty. But when you're playing teams like St. Mary's or Gonzaga or other teams on the road, I can tell you right now that Santa Clara and UOP, even though they got drilled here, those will be games that BYU will have to be really be prepared for. Because they're going to change. They have film to watch. They weren't as bad as they looked when they were here. And BYU probably not as good as they looked playing at home. And so things get equal. When San Diego comes now, BYU is going to be very re- prepared for them. But I, I, the Santa Clara game and the UOP game, those are games that certainly BYU can, and I think the coaching staff and certainly the fans all feel they should win. But at the end of the day, those will be much tougher tests for BYU.
0: A regression to the mean, definitely. BYU against Pepperdine coming up Thursday night on BYU TV, and then BYU at UOP Pacific, as you mentioned. Uh, President Coach Cleveland, we appreciate the time and the takes, always. Awesome. Oh. Good to be with you. He he watched the game this morning again. Watched it twice. Just to bring you that kind of analysis. Awesome stuff. Our Twitter question, at what DEF CON level are you at with BYU basketball? Keep the tweets coming. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, number two in the draft, number one in your hearts. Ashley Hatch will join us. Plus, why I was ecstatic after the BYU San Diego game. What BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU
1: Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Speaking of, if you ever miss BYU Sports Nation or anything on BYU TV, you can always catch it on demand. Make sure that you have the BYU TV app downloaded. I don't know if we can, can you you see my phone? There it is right there. Got Got it right there. All you have to do is download the BYU TV app anytime, anywhere on demand.
0: That's awesome. That you had it as well. Ready to go like that. <laughs> Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball falls to San Diego. Discovered by the Germans. 88-75. We forgot to mention this. Johnny Manziel was at the game. Yeah. <laughs> Do we know why he was there? He's been at a BYU uh, men's volleyball game against UC San Diego before. So he hangs out in San Diego. And apparently likes that, BYU. That, yeah. He, I think he was trying out for the Chargers and then didn't realize they had gone to LA. he send a couple guys over to talk to him. <laughs> Do they have name tags? T.J. Haas led the way with 27 points, shooting 50% from three. If you just missed President Coach Steve Cleveland, fantastic uh, opinions on what's going on with BYU Hoops
1: right now and where they can go. Yeah, very interesting take in terms of not playing a true road game in non-conference and wondering if, if that has hurt them as they started conference play. Very interesting take. Every time he comes in here, I go, I hadn't thought of... Those three things. That's before. why he's president coach. he's the president coach. The president coach Absolutely. Right. Women's basketball bounced back strong as they beat San Diego over the weekend, 81 63 at the Marriott Center. Cassie Broadhead finished with a career high, 30 points. 30. She also tied a career high in rebounds with seven. Man, she's, uh, she is,
0: she's Hansel right now. Yeah she, yeah,
1: she is playing so well right now. Cobb Van had two tackles
0: in the New England Patriots. Uh, New England Patriots win over the Texans. Easiest playoff game ever uh, to advance to the AFC Championship. Daniel Sorensen had two tackles in a loss for the Chiefs
1: and Andy Reid, our homeboy. That's right. Number four men's volleyball sweeps Concordia Irvine on Friday and then swept McKendree on Saturday. They were without the services of Ben Patch, Jake Linglois, and Brendan Sander in Saturday's match. They were DNP, and so was Spencer. It's time for going for two. Can you predict the future? Yep. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation.
0: Here are the results from the San Diego
1: game. And this is why I was ecstatic after the game. It's like you were just—you were trying to find the silver lining after the loss, and you found it. I found the playbook for All you of personally. The silver linings—they made a movie about it. it <laughs> yes. was great. Hey, so Spencer said this. Actually, you—you you represent. Spencer. I will. Yeah. I will represent Spencer. Uh, number one, San Diego will score sixty-six or less on their home floor. They averaged seventy-one. Again. Yeah, they averaged yeah. seventy-one. Uh, that was incorrect. Nope. San Diego dropped eighty-eight on the Cougars. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. And you know what? In if you look at the, the San Diego loss and the loss to UVU, what was the common denominator in that besides that there was a threes? Lot. Threes. Yeah. Just unconscious from That'll three. get you. Yep, that'll get you. Number two, Spencer said BYU will win by sixteen or less.
0: That's a complete miscalculation of what happened.
1: Doctor Bob lives. Yes, yes, coach and I, that is correct. Um, that did not happen.
0: Yeah, so, th- which is juxtaposed with my first one, which was, uh, like normal, idiotic. Uh, BYU will win by 17+. plus. <laughs> That's a complete miscalculation of what happened. Wow. That's the just, Bunder like, and your Dr. go-to.
1: I know. Like, like yeah. when in doubt, just go with the 17+. Plus. plus. yeah. In whatever sport. In, uh, like, not in volleyball. I was going to say, do it in volleyball. Hey, soccer. <laughs> yeah. Hockey! <laughs>
0: Track! Yeah, it'll be awesome. Uh, My second one: BYU will hold the leading score for San Diego, Brett Bailey, under his average of seventeen. Swiss? Oh yeah, he had sixteen. Yo, what's up? So I got one. That means I'm plus two on Senor
1: Spencer. What do you on the season? (laughs) Ha ha! Plus two. What do you? (laughs) What do you attribute? I'll I'll be the. I'll be the the reporter. You be the athlete here. Oh, oh. Okay. This will be great. Yeah. uh... Talk about your uh, your run as yeah. of late. What do you yeah. attribute mm-hmm. your recent uh, run of success to? Uh, I've just taken it
0: one game at a time, <laughs> uh, given it 110%, <laughs> and uh, you know, just listen to my coaches. And uh, yeah, just just got to bring it every night. Okay, good. Very nice. Yeah, I'm plus two. So that's why I was ecstatic after the game. Although uh, I wasn't ecstatic about the result of the game. I was ecstatic about the going for two results. Because I haven't led all year, and now I'm plus two. What was your so largest deficit? Was it five? five? I was behind by five. Yeah, And then by sheer will and effort, I pulled myself out of it. It's all well, that extra practice time. It, it's, yeah. yeah. Eh, practice. But story time. Uh, yeah, so I, I participated in a sport um, in high school, and I didn't go to practice. But I'd show up at the games and just play, and they let me do that.
1: Well, when you were at and your it, level, and it was awesome. you can do that. We were really
0: bad. <laughs> like, really bad. Uh, so that's going for two. Uh, more on that coming up Thursday. In fact, we're going to break out uh, some head-to-head going for two. Meaning, l- like the win by 17 plus or right. 16 or less. So it's one or the other from in both the picks. So now that will give Spencer a chance to climb back in.
1: You know what I'm saying? Oh, so it's a sympathy? Is that what you're going <laughs> with?
0: No, I need all the sympathy <laughs> I can get in life and in this game. Hey, our Twitter question. At what DEFCON level are you at with BOA basketball? at Mama MJG, Three or four. People need to chill. Team is talented, but youth is showing in decision-making. That'll come with more games. I said before the season, I would give this team until February to figure it out. What I said in parentheses in that as well was, I was hoping that this team would have some quality wins and avoid the bad losses so that when they did figure it out, it could push them over the edge into the tournament. I was not anticipating a... Uh, no quality non-conference wins coming out of it. By quality, I mean top 50, okay? So you're talking on Selection Sunday when Tom Hommel's in the room with the 10 or 12 other uh, committee members, and then he has to leave when they talk about BYU or the WCC, that that he, that he there's quality in there. And you're not saying that BYU lost to Utah Valley. I expected a San Diego-like loss because BYU's averaged 2.6 of those, but the expectation, I think, wasn't too high. I was just thinking, just get to the NCAA tournament. Yeah,
1: I mean... The- There's, there's so many things to look at when you when you look at at some of the losses that BYU's had. And you know, here's the thing: if everything had played out, even you know, losing to USC and losing to Illinois, if if the UVU loss wasn't there or the San Diego loss wasn't there, I, I don't think that you didn't you didn't have the great win. But you didn't have the bad. L- I think it's the bad losses more than not having the big win to this point. Yes, the- that that's what I think is is the bigger issue. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Th- this one is maybe elite tweet of the day worthy. I Ooh, don't know. That's At it. brute dr. Oh, the nukes are already in the air. <laughs> it's over, baby. <laughs> Hashtag Judgment Day. Hashtag Eternal Optimist. I don't understand. I don't the understand eternal that. Optimist is that, that is that sarcasm? I don't know. Sarcasm. What's
0: that? Hey, coming up, she's a USA national team player, and now the second pick in the draft. Ashley Hatch is doing work and joins us in studio next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I'm Jerem Jordan. He's Jason Shepard, live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of this show live,
1: it's a rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 a.m. Women's Hoops host Pacific this Saturday at the Marriott Center. You can check out the Cougars and Tigers at four PM Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
0: A Twitter question at what DEFCON level are you at with BYU basketball at GK Thurston. DEFCON CON won! We've got to win at least two against Saint Zaga games, at least two Saint Zaga games, and the rest of the non St. Zaga games. Thank you for calling that, by the way. I appreciate that. It uh, is catching on. To be an at large or win West Coast Conference Tournament. I don't want to get to the point where it's you have to win in Vegas. It is for the bottom seven of the
1: league. That's not a good place to be in. So yeah, the opportunity... But to it's, be- a nice, it's a nice reset if the regular season doesn't go as you would like it to. It's just Get a- hot in Vegas and you're in. Yeah, it's just a pathetic standard. That's, that's what I'm... It doesn't have to be the standard for it to be an yeah, option.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, our next guest has higher standards uh, than me <laughs> and Jason. <laughs> Her name's Ashley Hatch. Ashley, congratulations on being the second pick in the uh, NWSL draft. Thank you. What was that what was that like? Did you expect to go that high?
3: Um not really just because like I saw a lot of mock drafts that said I was going fourth or fifth. Um but I did like hear like rumors that it was a possibility, so I was just kind of nervous, but it was exciting.
1: So what did, what did it mean to you? Cuz you said you were maybe expecting to go fourth or fifth, but to go number 2 overall, I mean, how how do you how do you handle something like that? That's pretty cool.
3: <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It's quite an honor to be honest. Like I'm just really excited that, you know, a team like as great as the North Carolina Courage would be willing to pick me as their first pick ever and number 2 overall. So
0: What's it going to be like to uh, get paid to play soccer? Um, Aside from the stipend in college.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really know what it's going to be like because it's never happened to me before. So I guess we'll find out. But I'm really excited. It's always been a dream to kind of, you know, get paid to do something I love to do. So
1: Not only was it a pretty cool day for you, but it was a pretty cool day for your teammate, uh, Michelle Vasconcelos, taken number 11 overall. How did you react when she was taken?
3: I was really excited. You know, I uh, after I got picked I came back down and sat and I was just like listening and watching and I hear Michelle Vasconcelos, and I was like oh my gosh that's so awesome and I was talking to Jen and we were really excited we wish she was there but we know she's having fun in Brazil so
0: yeah that yeah she's probably uh at her husband's Brazilian Pedro so yeah hanging out in Brazil that's not a bad place to be if you're not gonna (laughs) be at the draft uh you've been uh pretty busy I believe you were with the U23 camp recently uh so so how is that uh, and then tell us what's what's going on with uh, trying to make that team.
3: Um, yeah, so I was with them for a week, and it was kind of a peer evaluation week. They had a bunch of girls from all over, and uh, we just got together and we played a lot. We had three scrimmages, and you know Jill Ellis was there watching, and so it was really good. They're just trying to you know make the U twenty three team a lot bigger so that the full team can pull from them. And,
0: and Joe Ellis is the senior women's senior, team coach, yeah. right?
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was just a really good time. It was good to get out there and kind of just show them what you got, you know, and just play soccer. So it was a good environment. It was a lot of fun. Learned a lot. Hopefully it continues.
1: Do you think that that experience that you've had with the national team, do you, do you think that that – how do you think that that will help you as you transition to this next stage in your career?
3: Um, it already has helped me a lot. I think just in like my confidence, like, Hey, like I know I can play, you know, keep up with these players who are amazing and professionals and, you know, love what they do. And so yeah, it's just, it's already helped. And I'm just really excited to continue playing with players at that caliber. When
0: do you find out if you made the U23 team?
3: Oh, I don't know. Hopefully sometime soon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what, when does the U23 team play and where do they play?
3: Um, So they play in like February and March and they have like a couple tournaments coming up. I th- they said they have one in like Spain. So that would be really cool if I could hmm. make that team. Yes, <laughs> it would. Yeah, so we'll see.
0: Are you in school right now?
3: Yeah. Oh, you, you
1: have to deal with
0: school so, right so, now too? So you at the U23 <laughs> camp. You, where was the draft? In L.A. In L.A. Okay, so that's convenient because you were in Carson training, I think, right? Yeah. And then you're back here for school. And then when do you report with the North Uh, Carolina Courage?
3: In March. So I'm taking... (laughs) I'm taking block classes right now. Yeah, yeah. And so like I missed the first week of school already. So I was doing Spanish homework in the hotel room like when I wasn't practicing. <laughs> Hoping
0: to go to Spain. <laughs> yeah.
3: <How about> <laughs> Preparing. Yeah. But yeah, so I've been trying to keep up. Hopefully my professors are nice. they
0: <laughs> are like, oh, I was on the national team. Can, I was the
1: second pick. Can
0: I turn this in the
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you, you mentioned, we were talking to you before we went on air and talking about how you think you will fit with North Carolina. What have they told you about what they see from you?
3: Yeah. Um. So a lot of people have been like, wow, they have a lot of forwards on their team. They won... Um, the whole thing last year, they were the New York Flash, now they're the North Carolina Courage. And, um, you know, the coach just said that he wanted to recruit, you know, the best players. He wanted to recruit the fastest, the strongest, the most skilled. And so that's kind of an honor to just be picked with all those players. And, you know, just because we're all like forwards doesn't mean that's where we have to play. So I'm just excited to get out there and compete for a spot and, you know, just learn from new coaches and everything.
0: How did BYU prepare you? To be in position to make national teams and get drafted,
3: um, I'd say I owe a lot to BYU. You know, just to get my name out there and um, playing and having the opportunity for lots of people to watch our games with you know BYU TV and
1: nice plug, appreciate.
0: And, yes,
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I think they've you know they're a huge reason why I am where I am today. So.
1: What is what's your family? How's your family handling all
3: this? (laughs) They're ecstatic, you know. They're really excited. I have like a really big extended family, so I get lots of texts and calls from them a lot. And I got a huge support system, and so they're awesome. What what does
1: what does when when you have two players drafted from BYU women's soccer? What do you think that can do for the BYU soccer program?
3: Um, I think it can do a lot. You know, I think it just opens a lot of eyes. Hopefully a lot more people will be looking at our program for, you know, pulling girls up to national team camp or, you know, just for future draft picks and stuff. So I think it does a lot.
0: Chris Watkins uh, was the associate head coach, longtime assistant. He gets the head coaching job at Gonzaga. What was the reaction of, of the team? Because it's sad that you lose him, but you're maybe excited for the opportunity for him.
3: Yeah, we're definitely excited for him. You know, that's a huge opportunity, and he'll do great. And it was kind of a shock to all of us. You know, like, even though I'm not on the team anymore, I was a little sad. You know, I'm not going to see Coach around anymore when I come back. But it's just a huge opportunity for lots of people, for him, for whoever takes his spot, and the team. And You know, change is a good thing. So
0: It's kind of an interesting dynamic being in the same league as well. Yeah. You know trade secrets.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yep.
1: So when you look at what will be coming back for BYU women's soccer in the next couple of years, where do you think this program can still go?
3: Um, this program has always been a top program, and um, you know Jen's an amazing coach. Alicia, they they know what they're doing. So hopefully, it'll keep just moving on up.
0: It's been an amazing run. Uh, Jennifer Rockwood uh, called this year's team the most talented ever. The Sweet 16 was fun to watch. West Coast Conference champs. Two picks in the top 11. I would say it was a pretty good year. Ashley, good luck with uh, uh, school first (laughs) in the block (laughs) schedule. And then hopefully. We'll be watching to see if you make U twenty three, and then uh, of course we'll follow you. Uh, and it, when you score, we'll mention it on BYU Sports Nation during awesome. the summer. So,
3: well, thanks for having me.
0: You'll yeah. be
1: our Cougars in the pros. How about that? Yeah, Cougars <laughs> in the NWSL. <laughs> awesome. yeah.
0: We'll create a new whip thing for you. Awesome. <laughs> thanks, Ashley. Yep.
3: Thank you.
0: Our Twitter question today: At what DefCon level are you at with BYU basketball? At AJ Anderson, DefCon three. The margin for error is now one game thin. If the goal is the NCA, it's time to enjoy the Cougs game by game instead. Enjoy Eric Mika. Who knows how long that guy stays here. Coming up, Kyle Vanoin and Don't the Patriots are in us. the AFC <laughs> Championship Just game. Stop. And fourth-ranked men's volleyball brought the brooms to the Smithfield house. Cougar Rounds next. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Let's whip
2: it! It's time for the Cougar Around Men's Basketball.
1: BYU lost on the road Saturday night at San Diego, 88-75. T.J. Hawes led the way with 27 points. He also shot 50% from three.
0: Women's basketball. The Cougars bounce back strong at home, beating the San Diego Toreros, 81-63. Cassie Broadhead, baller, 30, nights, uh, 30, nights, 30 points, a career high.
1: Tied a career high with seven rebounds as well.
2: Cougars in the NFL.
1: Kyle Vanoy had two tackles in a win for the New England Patriots as they advanced to the AFC Championship game. Daniel Sorensen had two tackles in the loss for the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid. Sorry, man. I know. Volleyball. Fourth-ranked BYU swept Concordia Irvine Friday,
0: coached by Sean Patfield, former BYU head coach, and then swept McKendry on Saturday. Ben Patch, Jake Langlois, and Brendan Sander, the three All-American pin hitters, did not play in Saturday's match.
1: Soccer. Brent Anderson was hired as an assistant women's soccer coach over the weekend. Prior to this, he was the head coach at UVU for the past 11 seasons. Cougars in the
0: association. Kyle Collinsworth gathered six points, three rebounds, and three assists in a Texas Legends
1: win Saturday. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerlee played in the Sony Open in Honolulu, Hawaii. Finished tied for 36, shooting 10 under. Zach Blair finished tied for 57, shooting 7 under.
2: Gymnastics.
0: In its home opener, BYU Gymnastics competed with Utah. The Utes won 196.9
1: to 194.175 Friday night in the Marriott Center. Tennis. The men's team beat Idaho State University 6-1 in the home opener.
2: Swimming and diving.
0: Men's team beat Grand Canyon 165-142. The women's team also beat Grand Canyon 169-131. Hey, future guests look like this. Thomas Scho, freshman All-American lineman, will join us. Blaine Fowler. Jonathan Tavernari from Italy. JT for three. And Steve Cleveland is so good, we're going to bring him back again later in the week. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. How about Cassie Broadhead? 30 points in that game against San Diego.
1: You sidelined it. What's going on with her right now? Because she's playing at such a high level. Well, I asked Coach Judkins, why is she being so successful? Because he did not anticipate this much. And she did not anticipate having this much of a... You know, I mean, she is the most consistent player for this team. She's replaced Lexi Rydalch in scoring like, yeah. li- like point for point. Coach almost. Judkins told me her abilities are exactly what this team needs. She can create her own shot, and she can hit the jump shot.
0: Sounds like Spencer on uh, Tuesday nights at church. <laughs> at what DEF CON level are you at with BYU basketball? That's our Twitter question today. And before we get to that, uh, a couple comments from people about the countdown. Okay. Wait, that it's awesome? <sighs> If you missed it earlier, we, well, I say we. Jason did the countdown. I would have none of it. At Braden Woodall. Keep it up, Shep. The countdown lives on. That's what I'm saying. And if you missed it, it is kind of a fun number today. 222. Which is what? Was it Georgia Tech over uh, Southern Cumberland or something? Like the largest margin of victory in NCAA history? 222. 222. I, yeah, I'm not was, sure on I'm that serious. one. I'm serious. It was 222-0. to zero. Uh, then there's this, at BYU Fanatics. Thank you for standing up for all that is good and holy, Jerem. Hashtag wait until spring sports are over, please. When is the best time Wha- to do the countdown? Somebody, to needs, no, this somebody needs to
1: explain to me why it is a bad thing to look forward to football season.
0: I used to be on board with this, but I'm just tired of it. I'm just, t- I'm just tired of it. So much so, so that game. you
1: literally unplugged yeah. and walked
0: off the yeah. set. Yeah. Listen, I needed to cool down for a second <laughs> by yelling. Cool down for a spell, yeah. <laughs> I needed a timeout <laughs> on the air. Our, our Twitter question again, at what Con level are you at with BYU basketball? Let's go to the Twitter machine.
3: It's Twitter time.
0: At BruteDR. Oh, the nukes are already in the air. It's over, baby. Hashtag judgment day. Yeah, we, we read that one already, but that's a great one. At uh, Br- Brigini underscore Jake. Hopefully I said that correctly. If not, it's already over. Yeah, DEFCON won. San Diego shows how quickly we backtrack. Something still isn't clicking. Offense still seems odd to me. We asked
1: Coach Cleveland what he thinks is keeping this team back from reaching its full potential right now. And he said it's all on the defensive end. He said that that's where this is all hinging is the defense needs to play better. And you know the, we and we brought this up a, a little earlier, and it's just a great point. That's why I want to bring it up again. He, he thought that you know not having a true road game in non-conference may be something interesting. That, that this team needed in hindsight. Interesting. And and it's it's an interesting thing that I, I hadn't thought of. But no. you know what? And when you put these schedules together, you you put them together thinking you, that. This will probably be what's best for this group. And, and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. But I thought that was an interesting take.
0: That is an interesting take. And, and part of me is like, w- wait, don't you want to protect the young guys yeah. by softening yeah, the build conference? the confidence. Yeah, yeah, which I think was the case. Unfortunately, BYU didn't get the win uh, that they needed in that. Our Elite Tweet of the Day. At BrewDR. We'll read it again. It's so good. Oh, the nukes are already in the air. It's over, baby. Hashtag Judgment Day. Hashtag Eternal Optimist. <laughs>
1: That would be a DEFCON one. That would definitely be DEFCON one. (laughs) Thanks to our guests today, Steve Cleveland, Ashley Hatch, and everybody on the crew. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget, when you're on Twitter, use the hashtag BYUSN. show is on demand on BYUSN.com,
0: the audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I am Jim. Shout out to Jimmer Fredette. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time. Will the countdown be back? uh, No, 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 no.